All right. Uh, I have been asked to do the introduction for our speaker because I usually speak on, at Church of the Beach, and I love doing that. It's an important time for me. As you know, it's not a long sermon, and it's a different kind of a thing. But I have to say, this is, as much as I want it to be fun, because I really believe in something, and that is, is that the Lord loves it when we have fun. When we're in relationship and when we're with each other in community, that's what he made us for. He loves that. So I love that part of it, but I also, the baptisms and just the, the moment that we get to do this public proclamation before all the earth and all the heavens, it's just is a very important sermon for me. But in order to keep things fun and fresh, we really said, is there somebody else that should be doing it? We're always asking these kinds of questions. What should we be doing in the Lord? And we, we kind of looked at this and looked at that, and we were praying and everything else. And then all of a sudden, it just was like, just completely obvious. Our absolutely brilliant, amazing children's and family pastor. You know, this is what this day is about, right? It's the whole generation. It's all of us together enjoying it. But it's, it's all the generations. And so I just want to say, JJ, you just are spectacular. That what you do with the kids, the way that you raise them up is incredible. So with that heart, come and speak to us. Thank you, thank you. Oh, there you go. Thank you, my Vanna, <laughs> Vanna White and, <laughs> and Vic Nash, whatever. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you. So yeah, I think we're good, thanks. Is this right, Adam? I'm good. All right, Adam said I have to stand in the sweet spot here. So good morning. Good morning. I'm going to pretend you guys are all about their age because then I'll be a lot more comfortable because it's just, let's just pretend we're all little. But um, uh, some of our four, five, sixers are handing out coloring books and crayons to your littles if they need that, if that'll help them. So if you didn't see them, they, they're walking around, raise your hand, they'll catch you and that might help some of your littles stay focused. But when um, I was out of town, actually, when the staff had this wonderful discussion about how I was the right person to preach today, I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, but as soon as they ta started talking to me about it, I'm like, well, to me, baptism is 100,000% all in. That is what baptism means. So that's why we had the kids sing that song. And even as I've been praying, God, what do you want me to share? It's completely about all in. That is what baptism represents, but also what our lives are supposed to be all the time. However, as we look at that, as we look at what our culture defines in the U.S. and in other areas of the world, what we define as Christianity, it's not necessarily all in. It's what, what I call hokey pokey Christianity. I'll put my right foot in. Maybe on Sunday you can have my right foot, but then the rest of the week I'm out. Or, you know, I'll put my, my big toe in. We call it big toe Christianity with the kids. Does God want us to be big toe Christians, guys? Absolutely not. He wants, he wants it all, all the time. We even have expressions for it. What's a C and E Christian? Go ahead, say it louder. Christmas and Easter. We have an expression, C and E Christian. You come to church on Christmas and Easter. And no judgment. It's not about judgment. But is that what God meant by what it means to be a Christian is just Christmas and Easter? There's cultural Christians. I was just sitting on a plane, and a lady was chatting with me, and she said she's Jewish, but she's a cultural Jew. And there's cultural Christians. We're Christian by culture, but that's not exactly what God had in mind. And there was a website that a friend of mine was showing me recently, and it was talking about your levels of Christianity in a sense, and it said, how would you define your Christianity? God's important in my life, I believe in God, or it defines who I am. And I have to say, I think there's only one kind of Christian. And it defines who I am is the right answer. In case you were wondering, you might have been wondering. I know you were not sure, John, but I think you knew that one, right? <laughs> Our Christianity, if it's not, if it doesn't define who we are, 
then we're not all in. We're putting our big toe in and testing the water. We're doing this thing that we tend to do and go, well, if I'm comfortable with it, then I'll do it. If I'm comfortable with that, if God calls me to do that and I'm comfortable with it, or it fits my gift mix. We love Amy's taught us so much about strength finders, and it's awesome. But Amy, we've been studying the Old Testament, right? Studying Genesis in, in what, what we call in kids' church, we call you guys big church. So in big church, you've been studying the Old Testament. Can you imagine if Noah looked at his strength finders and said, oh, I don't have the right strengths. There's no boat building, no engineering. No, it's not on my strength finders, right? Or if uh, Justine just preached about Joseph. I love that message. Joseph is like one of my favorites. If Joseph said, oh, you know, I'm having a hard day. So I'm not comfortable going to serve breakfast to the prisoners, to other prisoners today. So no, I'm not comfortable with that. So I'm not going to do that today. Or if Abraham said, yeah, I'm a vegan God, so I can't shed any blood. No sacrifices for me because I'm a vegan this month, right? God did not ask us to follow him according to our comfort zone. God didn't ask us to follow him according to our strengths finders. God just said follow, right? In kids' church, we've been studying Mo, uh, Jonah and anybody from LSK, tell me, why didn't Jonah want to go to preach to the Ninevites? Eli. Because they were sinning Because they were sinning, and he said, no. I don't really like the Ninevites. So next time Julie asks you to serve in the kitchen, or I ask you to serve in LSK, you're like, well, I don't really like kids, or I don't really like the youth, or I don't really... Jonah didn't go to Nineveh because he didn't really like the Ninevites. I'm not really comfortable with them, God. And we know how it turned out for Jonah. And if not, read your Old Testament. It's amazing what God has done. And go back and listen to the sermons over the last few weeks about how God has called people outside their comfort zone, outside their strengths finders, outside their gift mix, and just said, will you follow me? Will you be all in? So our cultural definition of Christianity is a lot different than what God calls us to be. God calls us to be all in, 100% all the time. And if we were all about our comfort zone, we wouldn't need a comforter. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? But you don't need a comforter when you're already comfortable. So God says, will you take that leap? The kids kept doing the leap over and over again, and there's a smaller group today than usual, and they were getting tired by the end, so their leaps were less enthusiastic. But God says, will you take that leap? Will you jump, and will you be all in? And last Sunday in big church, Kurt showed you a clip from convention, a sermon that Phil Manginelli preached. It was pretty challenging. I had already heard it. I've listened to it again a couple times. It's really challenging. And I love the part where he said, God didn't call you to be a servant. He called you to be a slave. The scripture that he used was from 2 Corinthians 4, 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ our Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. And in that scripture, the, the original word is doulos, which can be translated slave. It also can be translated bondservant, and I want to talk about that for just a minute. We could do a whole sermon on bondservants, but just a short version of that. A bondservant in Hebrew culture was someone who had been a slave, who had been signed up to serve for a certain number of years. Maybe an indentured servant would be a, the American history version of that, or the history version, right? So they'd been signed up to serve for a certain number of years. At the end of their term of service, what they said was, I love my master. I don't want to be set free. I want to be a bondservant to him forever. That's what Jesus calls us to. He calls us to be bondservants to him. Guys, I think we're passing those out later. So let's stop with the communion and the bracelets because that was for later. So let's just stop with that for now. Okay, thanks so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you.
All right, good job. So he said, in, in the scripture, when they said bondservants, if you want to look it up, it's in Exodus. They said, I love my master and do not want to go free. That's what God calls us to. That's what God says Christianity is. When he says all in, it's because you say to him, God, I choose to be your servant, to be your slave, we don't like that word, to, to be your bond servant, where I have chosen willingly to say, God, I'm all in. Not based on what I feel like. If it were based on comfort zones, I would never, ever, 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 ever get up in front of adults and talk. And never go near a microphone. <laughs> Kids, no problem. But adults, no way, right? It's not based on our comfort zone. It's based on if God calls us to do it, are we jumping in? Are we all in? Are we 100%? And the interesting thing that I feel like we forget in that is the God who's called us to do that, the God who's called us to be that all in, is a God who said, my plans for you are exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think or hope or imagine in your wildest dreams. It's not a God who is a slave master, who's a taskmaster. He's not a God who wants to do, to do horrible things. He's a God who goes, my dreams for you are so much bigger. My plans for you are so much better. And you know what's holding me back from fulfilling those plans? Your comfort zone. You're not all in. You're putting your big toe in. You're not jumping in with everything you've got. And if you jump in with everything you've got, my plans for you are so much bigger. Justine, when you preached about Joseph and you preached about the dream that God gave Joseph, Joseph's imagination of that dream was my father and my brothers bowing down to me. God's fulfillment of that dream was everybody in the known earth bowing down to him. God's plans were so much bigger than what Joseph could have ever imagined. And if Joseph had said, no, God, I don't feel like it today, I'm having a bad day, he might have missed out on the fulfillment of what God had for him. And the God who asks us to willingly say, God, in the Old Testament, when they became a bondservant, they'd pierce your ear. They'd say, that, that literally, there's scripture about it, to go up to the doorpost and put an awl in your ear and pierce your ear to indicate that you have chosen to be a servant in this household forever. And God says, that's what he's asking of us when, we want, when we're saying we're all in. He's asking us to say, I freely go, God, I surrender all to you. All to you, Jesus, in that, so in that song that they just did. All to you, Jesus, I freely give. And not because you're a taskmaster, but because your plans are so, so, so much better. And as I was praying about that and sharing that scripture, God reminded me a time in my life when I was terrified. Um, I was in a church situation where the, the pastor had um, moved to take another church. The new pastor came in. And they said, you're all secure, your jobs are secure. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> so we got fired, right? So that happens. And I was in this like terrifying situation. If you know me well, you know I'm a planner. I like the plans laid out and the schedules and the logistics and all of those kinds of things, right? And so in this case, my plans are gone. And of course, it's at the season in life when the economy was at its worst. So you can't sell your house, you can't get a job, you can't do anything, you're stuck, right? And as I'm in that place, God reminded me, I'm going to switch illustrations for a second. God reminded me of a time when I went skydiving. Now, I haven't done it a ton. I've only done it twice, but I probably will do it again. My niece just started, and I'm like, we got to go together, right? But the second time I went skydiving, I'm standing on, on a plane with, uh, I've got my brace on, and then there's a jump master who's attached to me, and he's got the parachute on, my, on his back, right? And we're standing in the doorway of an open, of a plane that's flying, in the open doorway, and I'm standing on the edge of that doorway, 
and I can't hold on to anything. They don't want me to hold the door, the, the frame, the handle, the jump master. I'm supposed to hold nothing and touch nothing. Brooklyn's face is right. That sounds awful, right? And the plane is flying, and I'm looking out, and I'm holding on to nothing. And it's the worst. It's terrifying, right? But any, uh, anybody else in the room an adrenaline junkie? Okay. So there's good terrifying and bad terrifying. That's good terrifying, right? Because I'm scared, but I'm excited because I can't wait to see what's next. Well, fast forward to now, and you've heard Kurt sharing over the last few weeks, we're going to have to go some, through some changes on our staff. We know that. So we're all kind of standing at the edge of this plane. And we're standing there about to jump and going, God, we don't know what you've got. We don't know what your changes are. We don't know what your plans are. We don't know what, you're, what you've got in store. And we're standing in the edge. And there's this fear in us a little bit, right? You can feel it kind of rumbling. And you're going, I can't hold on to anything. The reason you can't hold on to anything with a plane when you're skydiving is because when they say go, you're going to tense up and they're going to break your arm. So they're saying don't hold on for a good reason, right? But there's that feeling of I'm about to jump and I have no idea what's next. Now, if I don't have a jump master on my back, it's horrible. But I have a jump master on my back who's got it, right? He's got me. Well, for us today, my challenge for you and my challenge for me is what is it that you're holding back on because you're afraid. In that song, it said, with reckless abandon, I'll give it all to you. All to you, Jesus. With reckless abandon, I'm going all in. I'm going all in no matter what it looks like, no matter what it comes. I don't know what it looks like, but I have a God who said his plans are exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ask or think or imagine in my wildest dreams. And because he's got my back, I'm all in because my jump master has my back, I can go all in. And it changes that dread fear to anticipation fear. You guys know that difference, right? You're like, I'm scared, but I'm so excited. It's that good, I can't wait to see what's next fear, where God goes, yeah, I'm a little concerned because this planner doesn't know what's going to happen when and how does the schedule work. But where I go, okay, this is scary, but awesome scary. It's good scary because I know who's got my back. I know my jump master has me. And when I'm going all in and I'm taking that leap, it's going to be because I'm trusting a God who said my plans for you are exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think or imagine. And as we're getting ready for baptism, the connection to baptism and being all in is pretty obvious, right? We started a tradition a few years ago that when the kids come out of the water, they get this little I'm all in bracelet because that's what baptism means. It means all in. The word that we translate baptism, the original word in the Greek is baptizo, and it's the same word that is used to represent a ship that's sunken. So if this, anybody know what this is? The kids do. What is this? It's a sponge. It does not look like a very effective sponge at this point, right? And if this sponge decides to be a big toe Christian or a hokey pokey Christian, <laughs> what's well, kind of cute is a little flower, but not a super effective sponge, right? If we are going to be all in with Jesus, he doesn't ask us to just put the parts in that we're comfortable with. He doesn't call us to do things that we can't do. He's going to equip us for whatever he calls us to do. But we hold back because of fear, and he says, would you just go all in? The word for baptism, baptizo, that word is the same word as a sunken ship, a ship that's sunken, or something that's saturated, that's all in, that's so full, it can't take any more. Now, the kids know I like to throw wet sponges around. 
right? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Whoa, there it goes. <laughs> so when we are all in, everything about that sponge changed. Everything about it looks different. Everything about it is filled with Jesus in every single cell. That's the reckless abandon. All right, I'll, John, you can just hold it for us. Thanks. Or here, want to toss it here? Uh-oh, John wants to throw it at me. I can see that look in your eye. <laughs> Everything about us, God says, I want all in. And any other kind of Christianity is not the Christianity that he's defined it as. It's not what he's called us to. Christian means Christ follower. It doesn't mean Christ follower when I like what you asked me to do right? If he is Lord, the only option is yes. And there's a quote, if you've ever heard me preach at any length before, you've heard me quote this. I love it. Rick Warren said this years ago at a conference, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I say, whatever, wherever, whenever you ask me to do, my answer in advance is yes. Wherever you lead, whatever the cost, I'm ready anytime anywhere, anyway. That's what a slave, a bondservant, a Christian says. Not big toe, not little bit, not hokey pokey, not when it feels right to me, but I'm all in no matter what, no matter where, no matter when, no matter how, whatever, wherever, whenever, in advance, my answer is yes. I like to go, you say, you say, can you help me out? And I want to know what, with what, right? <laughs> with what? God says, I just want you to trust me. And remember, it's not a God that we're trusting who's, an, who's a taskmaster. He's a God who said exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think or hope or imagine. And we're going to do things a lot differently today. We're not at the beach, but it's still a little different. So what I'm asking you to do is bear with me for a second because... The proper response to all in is baptism, right? Is baptism. And God might be calling some of you to be baptized today that you weren't planning to. And if that's what God's saying, I challenge you, I don't care if you get wet, be all in. Because yes. baptism all in is exactly what God is talking about. Every single thing, no matter what, will you trust me? Will you take the leap off the door of the plane, even if you don't know what it looks like? Even if it's scary, because I'm a little scared right now. I'm dealing with that. I'm like, Lord, what's next? I don't know. I want to know. What's your plan? I'm scared. What is it? And he goes, okay, are you all in or not? Do you trust me or not? Do you know that I've got it or not? All in means whatever he says. And so instead of having a long prayer time right now, I'm just going to close with a short prayer. And we're going to move to baptism, because baptism is the proper response to that. And if any of you feel like God's calling you to be baptized, hallelujah, go for it. You're just going to kind of line up on the wall over there by the orange balloons. If you're, not, if you're not being called to be baptized, come stand in the back and celebrate with everybody who is. But for all of us, if you need a reminder, if you're saying, God, I've been holding back, because I feel like not just the baptism candidates, I feel like all of us have stuff that we hold back. All of us have stuff where God's saying, jump, let's go. The kids kept saying, with reckless abandon, I'm going all in. So we have bracelets for anybody who wants that reminder, who wants that reminder that, yes, Jesus, I'm all in. And I don't want to forget that when you say it, whatever, wherever, whenever, in advance, my answer is yes. So let's take a second to pray. Jesus, thank you that you don't force us. You're not a taskmaster, but you look for bondservants who say, yes, Lord, 
I willingly say I want to commit myself to you forever, and I am all in. And Lord, I pray that all over this room, including in my heart, that we'd be saying, yes, Lord, whatever, wherever, whenever, in advance, my answer is yes. Anytime, anywhere, any place, no matter what the cost, whatever you call me to, Jesus, my answer is yes. Whether I'm comfortable, whether I understand it, whether I even know what it is yet, Jesus, that's not what matters. What you're looking for is a heart that says yes. And Jesus, thank you that your plans for us are bigger and better and more amazing than we could ever ask or imagine. And God, I just release that over all of us today, that, Lord, our hearts would cry out, yes, Jesus, I'm all in. Amen. 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 So we're going to switch gears. It's a unique service day. We're going to switch gears. If you're, if you're, God's calling you to be baptized, I think Kurt looks like he wants to say something. If God's calling you to be baptized, you're going to line up by those orange balloons. But we're going to try to stay kind of in the focus because this is our response. The sermon's not really over yet because God's saying, what's your response to that? Whether it's in the water or in another way to yield, that's what God's asking us for.